welcome to the NASCAR Field Filler Podcast. Get all your news, results, and updates on NASCAR every week on this channel. You've tried the best, now here's the rest. Let's fill the last row with our hosts, Vanilla Wafers. What is up, everybody? You're at the back of the field. This is Vanilla Wafers, and thank you for tuning in to the Field Filler Podcast. It is Saturday morning. We are doing this episode a little bit later than anticipated, but better late than ever because we got ourselves the Texas race, only three more races, and then the 2020 season will come to an end. Honestly, it's been a crazy season. It's been a lot of fun. I completely forgot that we're almost near the end. But we only got two more races in the round of eight, and we also got the championship four race that's going to be held at Phoenix. So there's a lot on the line, which means we got to find out which fantasy picks will be the best ones to go with for this weekend. We've also had quite a bit of news come out of this week, including announcements for new rides, new charters, and a reinstatement of Kyle Larson. I mean, the news has been crazy, so let's get into it. Let's first start off with this week's news in the NASCAR racing world. All right, we're first going to start off with some news that we heard a little bit earlier in this week. However, it is now confirmed, and that is with Eric Jones. He will not be going to Rick Hendrick nor Chip Ganassi Racing. Instead, he's going to land a ride with Richard Petty Motorsports in the number 43 car. He will be driving for that team in the 2021 season. As I stated a couple days ago, I don't know if this was the best spot for Eric Jones. Well, I already know it wasn't the best spot. Everybody wanted Jimmy Johnson's ride. I mean, who wouldn't? I mean, that's Rick Hendrick, and that's a seven-time champion. Duh. Of course you want that ride. But Richard Petty Motorsports, they've been doing a little bit better. I'm not saying that they have been playoff contenders by any means. They've been a subpar team and I'm hoping that Eric Jones with his consistency as well as his strong finishes near the end of the season is going to help out Richard Petty Motorsports. We shall see. Will they make it into the top 16? That's a little bit far-fetched. I mean, he was in the number 20 car and he missed it. But I'm hoping that he can eventually get them back in the right direction. I know everyone's been praying for so many decades. Please, Richard Petty Motorsports, please be as good as you were in the 70s. But even when Bobby Labonte moved on over there, who was, by the way, a champion, he couldn't even get that team off the ground. So I'm a little bit skeptical about this one. But hey, hope for the best for Eric Jones. Some of the biggest news regarding brand new teams was without a doubt when Michael Jordan and Denny Hamlin decided to form a team starting next year. It turns out they are going to be driving the number 23 car and the team is going to be called 23XI Racing. And obviously a lot of people immediately assumed, yeah, this was definitely going to be the number that they were going to go with. Michael Jordan is known with the number 23. And if you want to know what the XI stood for, that means 11. So 2311, hey, Diddy Hamlin drives the number 11 machine. And then we're going to have Bubba Wallace in this car. I'm hoping this team does really good. I really, really hope so. I'm not quite sure. I think they're going to probably be in the same area as Levine Family Racing, where they got an opportunity to make it into the playoffs, but they might be a little bit off. They are a rookie team, but now we know for sure what their number is going to be, and that is the number 23, which is coming back starting 2021. This coming in, some breaking news that no one gives two dams about. That is talking about Beans Designs. If you don't know who that is, that was the guy who designed the helmets for a lot of the racers in the NASCAR Cup Series. He did some really good jobs with the designs. He is still a prick, 
And he is one of the most toxic people I have seen on Chernobyl.com, which is Twitter for most of you newer listeners. Uh, he's been now talking smack about Bubba Wallace. He's, I guess he's just trying to become popular again because that's how he got so many followers in the first place. And now he has nothing better to do because no one wants to buy from him anymore. So what does he do? He starts being toxic once again because that gives him publicity. Well, this is all I got to say. Being Designs, if you ever listen to this, you're an asshole, and I am very ashamed that you live in the state of Nevada because that's where I'm from, and we Nevadians would like to veto you out of the state. Maybe you can move somewhere more depressing like uh, Wyoming. I mean, I, I don't got anything against Wyoming, but they do have Yellowstone Park, and Yellowstone could explode sometime later this year. I mean, it is 2020. I mean, we could have the end of the world still happen. So, Bean Design, why don't you move over there and be the first one on the impact just to make us feel a little bit happier? Now regarding the saddest bit of news that we have seen this week, and that is revolving Go Fast Racing. Go Fast Racing after this year will not be running a full-time season. Instead, after seven seasons, they're going to be moving to a part-time effort, running just about five to six races. For those of you who don't know, that is the number 32 car. They have had the likes of Matt Benedetto and Corey LaJoy drive their vehicles. And unfortunately, it looks like that they're getting ready to move on from the Cup Series. Still stay at a few tracks, some that they said that have been really good to them. But that's about it. And it's a bit of a heartbreaker to see this team go away because I thought they were going to have a technical alliance with Stuart Haas Racing, and I thought it was going to work perfectly for them. But seeing as time went by that that was not going to happen, and another team bites the dust. That is the third team that had a charter that's going to be leaving after the 2020 season. Sad. Very sad. And breaking news from that tragic story. It looks like Matt Tiff and BJ McLeod is going to buy the charter from Go Fast Racing. And it looks like that they will have a full-time car in the 2021 season. If you don't know who BJ McLeod is, BJ McLeod has multiple cars in the Xfinity Series. And he's ran his uh, Cup Series car, the number 78 machine, a handful of races. I do believe it's been about 10 races this year. And Matt Tiff was actually a rookie last year that ran with Front Row Motorsports. Unfortunately, he was having some health problems by the end of the year and he decided to put his cup series career on hold but it looks like they're getting together and looks like they're going to be starting their own team i don't know if they're going to still keep running the number 78 car we'll see but hey look at that we lost a subpar team and now we're getting another field filler Woohoo! times are looking great for the field fillers in 2021 Alright, and that will cover the biggest news of this week. So, quite a bit of interesting news there, both good and bad. So, definitely we are starting to see the 2021 season shape up. Definitely a lot more news going to be coming in, especially who the hell is going to drive that fourth car for Rick Henrik. A lot of people got their eyes on Kyle Larson, who just got reinstated this week. I wouldn't be surprised to see that happen. And it might be the number 5 car instead of the number 88. That's been a lot of the rumors, but we shall see. But in the meantime, let's put the speculations aside and let's focus on the important stuff. And that is our fantasy picks going into Texas. Okay, so who are the best options going into this race? Is it all the playoff drivers? Should you try to put every single playoff driver in your lineup for Texas? 
Not necessarily. I mean, don't get me wrong. A lot of the playoff drivers are still really good to keep on your roster, but there are some drivers who are really good options that got eliminated from the playoffs and also drivers who didn't even make the playoffs to begin with. So let's first start off with the drivers who are the absolute best to go with. This first one, oh boy, you guys are going to be shocked. You won't even believe that this guy made the list and he's considered one of the best. How is that possible? It's Kevin Harvick in the number four car. I mean, he's done amazing at mile and a half. Now, if you only have one pick for him, you're either going to use him for this race or you're going to save him for Phoenix where he absolutely dominates. It's going to be really hard. I'm leaning more towards Phoenix, but if you have two picks left for him, congratulations. You're going to use him now and then you're going to use him at Phoenix. He's gotten two wins in the last five races and the other finishes have been fifth, eighth, and second. He is by far one of the top options to go with in this race. Next up, last week's winner, Joey Logano. Joey Logano runs really well on momentum. When he gets a victory, he tends to get another victory within two to three races. That's what he's known for. I mean, look at back to 2015 where he won the entire round of 12. He's going to try to do that once again. And here at Texas, he's a really dominant force. He has finished in the top six of four of the last five races. And that one race where he finished 17th, he still scored 30 points. He was absolutely dominant at Texas. He will be once again. He is definitely a number one or number two driver for me this weekend. Next up, let's include his partner, Ryan Blaney, one of the most chaotic guys who have been near the front. He usually can get a lot of stage points, but he can't get the finishes. It seems like he's slowly starting to put it together, and he really, really likes Texas. Let's look at his last few finishes here. Seventh, eighth, had engine problems, second, and fifth. Usually scores on average between 37 to 40 points. I think he can do that once again after his great run at Texas, or excuse me, Kansas. He's probably going to do the same thing here at Texas. Kyle Busch is another good option. He's not going to be going for the victory. He's not going to win this year. I really just don't see it happening. But he can definitely get you a top five. And he's definitely a good second or third pick driver because of his last few finishes here. He's finished fourth, seventh, 10th. He did have a 24th, but then he got the victory. I'm thinking more of a 37-point finish here for Kyle Busch. So definitely a really good option to include on your roster if you still have a few more picks to go for that number 18 machine. Next up, let's include his brother, the number one of Kurt Busch. Kurt Busch is definitely a guy that's going to get you a top 10. I wouldn't say he's going to be a guy that's going to be going for the victory. He's on average going to finish 8th place. I mean, here's his last five finishes. 8th, 9th, 9th, 7th, 7th. Averaging out to 8th. Now, don't get me wrong. He's going to be going for that victory. He definitely is. I just don't see him getting the victory here. I would see that more happening at Martinsville. However, still keep him on your roster. He still has a great opportunity to score 35 points, and he's definitely going to be a good third or fourth pick option for this weekend. Next guy I have on my list is the number three of Austin Dillon. I mean, Austin Dillon got a victory earlier this year at Texas. Granted, it was a strategy, but it worked out well for him. But even looking at the other finishes, he's done really, really well at this racetrack. And mile and a half have been really, really good for the Richard Childress team, especially for that number three car. Um, would I put him in front of Kurt Busch? Probably not, but he could be another guy that could be a safe pick to go with as your third or fourth pick. Maybe a guy that could score you minimum 30 points in this race. Austin Dillon, if you want to save some of your playoff drivers for the final two races, he might be a good one to include in your roster. 
Next up, we have the number 88 of Alex Bowman. Alex Bowman has been a really consistent driver all throughout the 2020 season. I don't know if he's going to be going for the victory like he did at Kansas, but he can definitely get another top five if the cards play in his hand. Um, I don't know if he'll be the best Henrik option to go with. Maybe Chase Elliott would be a better edge, but Alex Bowman seems to be the safest one as far as a floor goes. If you're just trying to look for safer guys this weekend, definitely put Alex Bowman on there. He can get you an 8th place finish, ninth place finish, no problem. At best, he could get you even a 3rd place or 2nd place finish here at Texas. I would not expect him to be a 1st or 2nd pick driver, but definitely someone who's in your 4th or 5th pick range. And then while we're on the topic of Rick Henrik, let's go to Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott is more of a riskier play due to his last few finishes here. He's finished 12th, he wrecked out a 1, finished 13th, 6th, and 11th. He does really good at this racetrack. He usually scores around in the 30-point range right there. I would say more towards, on average, 34 points. But he is definitely going to be taking big risks at this race because he's on the outside looking in. And we know how Chase Elliott is. He either goes for it all or he goes for broke. And the last few times here in the playoffs, he's gone broke. But maybe he can turn around this year. We shall see. If you feel really comfortable with your other few picks, definitely include Chase Elliott on your roster. He's going to be a riskier pick to go for, but it could pay off in the end. Next up, we have the number 10 of Eric Amarola. Eric Amarola, he's always been that top 10 guy. I think he might finish more 11th or 12th in this race. Still could get some stage points. That's definitely your 5th or 6th pick right there. And then the final two guys I have on here is Martin Trex Jr. and Clint Boyer. Martin Trex Jr. is kind of a head-scratcher on this one. He's definitely, like I've said the last few episodes, not where he was this summer. This summer, he was absolutely dominant, getting top threes left and right. He's not there anymore. Kansas kind of showed that, and it's going to be interesting how he does here at Texas. He does like this race. He has done. He has been successful here before. Just lately, it hasn't been the best for him. However, he has gotten a ninth-place finish here a couple years ago and scored 42 points. I'm thinking a fifth or sixth pick at best. I don't know if you want to put Martin Trex Jr. on there, but if you got more options for him, let's say you've only used him twice so far here in the playoffs, shoot, maybe just use him for the rest of the time being. I'm not saying he's going to be the most reliable person, but he could turn things around and could get stuff in the right direction going into Martinsville. I feel more comfortable putting him in at Martinsville, though, than here at Texas. And then Clint Boyer, he's kind of similar with Eric Amarola. That's definitely going to be your sixth pick right there in case one of your playoff drivers falls off the end, similar to like Kurt Busch blowing an engine. Maybe that could happen to one of these other drivers. In that case, you'll throw Clint Boyer in. And here's the reason why. He he has finished 11th, 11th, 2nd, and 9th in 4 of the last 5 races, and he has scored, on average, 35 points. That's a good guy to have on your sideline, just in case one of the playoff drivers fall off. If I had to make my picks right now, I'm going to go with Kevin Harvick for sure, as well as Joey Logano, Ryan Blaney, since I have a few picks on them. I'm going to throw Kurt Busch in there. Austin Dillon, and then near the end, I'm going to take a risk and probably put Chase Elliott in. One driver that you don't see in here is Denny Hamlin, and that is because Denny Hamlin has been a little bit riskier these last few races, and Texas hasn't been the best for him. He's gotten a victory here before. Don't get me wrong. He has a chance to get a victory, but he's so all over the place right now. He doesn't need a victory in this race. He just needs an okay finish to stay above the cut line. 
I don't know how well he's going to do. But then again, I didn't think Joey Logano was going to do good, and the bastard won the race. So make your options there. Those are going to be my six picks. Let me know how you guys do, and let's see if we can dominate this weekend. And that will be the last segment of today's episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget that the Texas race is going to be held on Sunday at 3.30 p.m. Eastern. This is going to be a very important race, especially for the round of eight. You don't want to miss it. I think it's going to be a battle between Kevin Harvick, Joey Logano, and maybe one of the Henrik drivers, but... I don't really see anyone else really dominating that race. Maybe Denny Hamlin or maybe one of those other Joe Gibbs drivers. But I feel like Kevin Harvick's going to be head and shoulders going into this race. And also, there's plenty of news going on for the 2021 season. We'll try our best to keep up with that because definitely a lot of news is starting to come out now. And then lastly... I'm doing some special episodes for the month of October. I felt like the first one was really, really good. And I'm really excited for this one because this was one of those accidents that I have, that's been stuck in my head for so many years. I won't give away too much, but I'll make sure to post it either tomorrow or on Monday. But don't miss it. And above all, thank you guys so much for listening to the best and trying out all the rest. I have been able to fill up the last few remaining minutes of your time, so I'm going to take the car and pull it right on into pit road, collect my last place winnings, and I am out. So you all take care. This has been the Field Filler Podcast. <laughs>